The Armchair Illini Podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best online ticketing site you can find. Why? Well, because it pulls from every other available ticketing site to give you the best price possible. There's no need anymore to check out 10 different ticketing sites to find the deal you're looking for. SeatGeek basically does all of that for you. Not only that, but SeatGeek has a value system sorted by color to let you know if you are actually getting a good deal on your tickets or not. You can sort by best value, lowest price, and more. Now here's the best part. If you use code ARMCHAIRILLINOIS, all one word, you can get $20 off your first order. So what are you waiting for? Attend your next unforgettable sporting event or concert by checking out SeatGeek today. Again, use promo code ARMCHAIRILLINOIS, all one word, and get $20 off your first order. They're holding their breath in champagne. They'll let you know. Peters on the roll. That's what I expected. Looking for the end zone. Throwing. It's caught. Daniel Parker. Touchdown. Welcome to the Armchair Illini Podcast Twitter Space Edition. Uh, we are live previewing the Virginia game uh, this coming Saturday. Obviously coming off um, just one of the most frustrating, disappointing losses, uh, football losses uh, in a while. Not as long ago as I would have hoped um, in the sense that there were some close losses last year that were pretty frustrating too. But the game against Indiana was a crazy one. And the vibes are a little off right now with the football program, but we're hoping to get it back on Saturday. So, Alex, how do you feel about the Virginia game? Man, I mean, the Indiana game, you can hear me okay, right? Yeah. Okay, so the Indiana game was just brutal. I mean, um, I wasn't really watching the entire first half, but I um, made sure to really check my phone. I had some things going on, and then, um, made sure to tune in for a majority of the second half. And that was just, it was brutal. Like you were saying, um, just pretty much gave the game away. Like we were saying before, you had to have this game, you know, going four and out would be so, so perfect. And then, you know, just having some positive momentum, um, but to lose and to lose in the fashion that you did where you, you had it and you had the ability to really create some positive buzz, you know, with this game as well. So, um, really just brutal. And I think even if you do get a win, I'm not sure it gets the the fan base going all that much. But, um, I mean, obviously you have to win again. So we'll see what happens and excited to see what um, Preston has to say for us. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little, um, a little worried about what will happen if they lose on Saturday. I know some people like us kind of thought the Indiana game was a must win just in the sense that they're, you know, probably the worst Big Ten team that we're going to play this year. Uh, and you know they were pretty bad last year. They're not the same team this year, but still probably one that you should have should have won. Uh, and you know if you if you start the season one and two, I mean the vibe the the vibes are not great right now. But I mean lose on Saturday and um, the attendance for that Thursday night Chattanooga game was probably already not going to be very good. But uh, oh boy, it would be very bad. Uh, it's on a Thursday. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I want to say it's a Thursday. Maybe it's a Friday game. Or, I don't know. Either way. I, I mean, thought it was weird, but maybe it's not. Uh, yeah, I don't know why they try to be so like cavalier with these like different times. But it's just, just keep it at Saturday at 11. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they need this game on Saturday just to 
really inject some of the good vibes back into the program a little bit. I don't think everybody was still really excited rolling into last week. And if they would have pulled it out, I think, you know, the tenants would have been good Saturday. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, hopefully it's a W. And I guess we'll, we'll just kind of see how it plays out. Definitely, man. Um, man, I mean, especially after Virginia kind of kicked the doors off of us last year, excited to see what what the kind of outlook is. Um, if we can get Preston up here, that would be great. Yeah. I invited him to speak, so he should be able to top up here. Uh, but, yeah, Preston uh, covers uh, Virginia sports uh, for CBS 19 sports. Uh, so that should be – he should give us plenty of great insight on the Cavaliers. Obviously a team that uh, wrecked uh, Illinois last year early in the season, obviously before the defense kind of figured their stuff out. Um, and they lost a lot of pieces, notably on the – offensive line so we'll see uh kind of what the cavaliers look like it'll be different than it was last year for sure um but not too sure what to expect from a team with a lot of uh new pieces that lost a lot after after last year so uh, we'll be curious to hear preston's input on the virginia cavaliers uh but illinois i think are what four and a half point favorites right now was the last they are favorites yep um kind of weird because i'm really just kind of um you know Excited to see the um, overall confidence that the team comes out with, um, you know, after such a loss like that, where you really had it and you kind of just pooped the game away um, in a really must-win game. And then, you know, the fan base is definitely going to be what they are on Twitter. So excited, yeah. not excited, but definitely interested to see how they come out, um, you know, whether they decide to, you know, come back stronger, like kind of how they did last year or if they kind of go into a tailspin, which is very much possible. Um, Preston, I see you're up here. Yeah, can you guys to... hear me? Yep. Yeah, we got you. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. Sorry, the, the whole speaking thing on uh, on Twitter space is still <laughs> new to me. Um, but yeah. thanks for having me on, no guys. Worries. No, of, of course. course. Thanks for doing this. Um, so, yeah, you know, just wanted to get a good sense. We do this every week where we kind of pick the brain of someone who covers the opponent. Um, you know, we did one with the Wyoming speakers, did one with Indiana last week. Um, so glad to have you on. Um, I know, obviously, Virginia starts off, you know, we played them last year, but um, a lot of new pieces and then a new coach, too. So what's kind of the the outlook for the, the Cavs this, this year, you know, especially with the new coaching staff? It's really kind of all over the place coming into the season, because I think a lot of UVA fans probably looked at this early season schedule and, you know, whether it's you know, warranted or not, they looked at, you know, last year and saw the Indiana or the Illinois score were probably feeling pretty good about this game coming in this weekend. But I think it's, you kind of have to take everything for what it is kind of early on in the season. I mean, we just saw Syracuse whoop Louisville and we thought Louisville was going to be a tougher game than Syracuse. Uh, so it's kind of all over the place, but I think fans are expecting at least a bowl game in Tony Elliott's first year and, and kind of moving forward. The offense is, is very new, so it's not as much passing. I think, you know, they probably passed it, you know, 40-plus times against Illinois last year. Uh, they're going to run the ball a lot more this year, and defense is a little new for probably for better uh, after a pretty poor year last year for the defense. Yeah, definitely. I, if I remember last year, um, you know, there was a lot of passing. Um, I know Brennan Armstrong's still there, but – um, the tight ends really, really gave us trouble. Um, Jelani Woods was having an f- absolute field day. 
um, against <laughs> Illinois last year. And, you know, I know he probably, I mean, he did, he did move on. Um, so you think, or not think, um, obviously given the Richmond game that they're going to move towards more so a run-based offense, or do you feel like they kind of try to play things a little more closer to the chest? Yeah, it's going to be 50-50 as much as they can make it. Uh, they don't have a threat at tight end like they did last year at Jelani Woods. I mean, he was unbelievable. I mean, he was, what, 6'7", 250, 60 pounds, a big guy. He was actually at the game against Richmond when they opened up last week. Um, and he's now actually in Indianapolis with the Colts. But receivers-wise, they still probably have one of the best receiving cores in the country, so they can still air it out when they want to, but they really want to be a little bit more balanced to open up that passing game. And Last week we saw uh, Paris Jones, a really good running back, a former walk-on actually, uh, get his first career start as a you know fifth-year senior now and really turn it on, had some nice you know chunk yard runs out there. Uh, he's kind of more of a, a speedy back, you know, can, can make a couple guys miss, threw in some spin moves out there, actually fights for extra yards. Uh, and he was their first 100-yard rusher at running back since 2018. So uh, this whole run game, it's something we're getting used to here in Charlottesville. We haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, I was, um, you know, as we kind of talked about last year's game, obviously with Virginia winning and then looking at this year's team and how Virginia's attack might look a little different, the, I think the spread right now has Illinois like four and a half point favorites. Yeah. Uh, do you think that's a fair uh, kind of uh, you know, uh, prediction or spread for the game? Or do you think that Illinois being favorites should not be the case? In this I think because it's at home in Illinois, that's fair. Um, I mean, maybe you could see it being a little bit closer than four and a half, but I think it. I think for it being at Illinois, it's fair because UVA has not played well on the road in the past, and of course, it's a new coaching staff and everything. And you know, we'll kind of see how that how that plays out with their record on the road and all starts this week. But I think it's fair for now. Um, I, I think Virginia fans would still expect to go out there and win, but uh, but certainly, you know, it's it's going to be a challenge because especially. I mean, we might talk a little bit more about this, but their run defense did not look great last week against Richmond. And, you know, going up against a guy like Chase Brown, that's kind of concerning. Yeah, definitely. Um, I actually wanted to ask you about the Virginia defense. Um, You know, last year it was kind of hard to tell because Illinois' offense was kind of anemic. So, um, you know, any defense kind of looked good against the (laughs) Illinois offense. But we're bringing in a new offensive coordinator, um, we bring in an ACC transfer, actually, Tommy DeVito from Syracuse. Um, I know Tony Elliott spent a lot of time, you know, obviously on the offensive side of the ball at Clemson. Um, was there much of a takeaway last week against Richmond um, in terms of the defensive side? Um, obviously, I know you said the run was a little bit hard to stop, but um, is there any, you know, sort of takeaway other than that on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, I actually was working on a story today because we talked to defensive coordinator John Redzinski. He came over from uh, Air Force where they've had some pretty good defenses over the years. Um, and basically, you know, what they're saying, it's still kind of early, you know, communication stuff that the defense is still trying to put together. But the huge, the big thing is they, in the past, have given up so many big plays, like, you know, just huge chunks down the field. Last year against... UNC, BYU, Pittsburgh, it, it felt like a track meet. I'm, I'm usually on the sidelines running up and down with a camera and everything, and I'm trying to 
to keep up and I'm, I'm feeling like a little out of shape having to go back and forth between each side. But, um, you know, against Richmond, I don't think they let a play up longer than maybe 17 yards or so. So they're really good now at keeping things in front of them uh, defensively. And they're pretty sound tackling. That was another big issue last year. So they can do that. But, you know, Tony Elliott made the point, you know, they can teams can nickel and dime you to death down the field. So, you know, you got to, you know, stop some of those plays too, even if it's only a five-yard gain. Definitely. I think um, hopefully you don't get so much of a workout this year, but um, <laughs> just wanted to see, um, you know, in your opinion, if Illinois is to beat Virginia, what is the one, um, you know, glaring weakness that Virginia kind of has um, outside of the run defense that you think Illinois will really have to exploit? Outside the run defense, I think it would probably be, you know, if UVA can't really get their own run game kind of going on 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 Saturday, just because that'll make them a little bit more one-dimensional. They'll have to throw the ball a bunch. And, you know, UVA fans are probably like, well, that's fine. You got Brennan Armstrong, you got Dontavian Wicks, Lavelle Davis, uh, Keaton Thompson, Billy Kemp. That's fine. Just throw the ball all day. But I think at the same time, they would rather, you know, have a little bit more of a balanced approach. So, if Illinois does make them, you know, maybe one dimensional and kind of slow them down on offense, I, I think it could. And, and turnovers were another big thing last week. They had two turnovers against Richmond, didn't force any of themselves. So if they're losing this turnover battle too, um, that could be bad. So one of the um, interesting storylines from last Friday's game against Indiana for Illinois defensively was they they were able to really stop the run and did a great job uh, not really allowing any big big runs upfield and really contained everything really well. But they allowed some huge pass plays mm. uh, down the field, even though they were stopping the run really, really well. They just, there was a few uh, – there was a couple really long touchdowns and plays that just got away from them. The last drive of the game, I mean, Indiana threw seven-yard pass after seven-yard pass all the way to the end zone. Um, so do you think that even if Illinois does stop the run pretty well, that Virginia will be able to kind of do what Indiana did on, on, on Friday night and somehow def- against a, a good a good defensive back group be able to throw the ball in the air? Yeah, it's definitely a possibility because we the, – here's the other thing from Richmond. Like how much can you take from that because that's their first game. They're not opening up the playbook that much against an FCS opponent. You know, so how much have we actually seen from this from this offense? And they took a couple shots down the field. Um, they connected on one to Lavelle Davis in the first quarter for a touchdown. They t- tried to take another one right before the half. They kind of bounced off a helmet. Uh, but overall, they didn't take a ton of shots downfield. And I think that's why, you know, they kind of want to set up some stuff in the play action game and and you know get that run game going. So you know the defense has to honor that. But I mean. I, I think they can. They just certainly have the the guys on the outside to make some big plays down the field. I mean, that's pretty much what their entire offense was last year, was guys like Wicks and, and uh, you know, Keaton Thompson certainly down the middle, uh, making big, you know, chunk 20-yard plays at a time. Did they really change much, um, you know, in terms of going from, you know, Bronco Mendenhall to, to Elliott? I know our defensive coordinator was saying that, you know, most likely there's going to be a little less trickery. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Bronco was very, very um, trickery-ish, to say the <laughs> least. Um, I know I remember last year there was, like, a lot of random guys just 
doing like uh, like people who weren't quarterbacks throwing the ball and I was yeah. like, man, like this is this is quite a lot. Did do you think that they're going to change a lot, you know, schematically? Um I don't you know like you just said the the playbook was probably kept close to the vest um given the FCS opponent, but um was there any signs that a lot would change schematically? Yeah, they talked a lot in the off season cuz the UVA's predominantly been out of the shotgun for the past couple years under Bronco Mendenhall and they talked a lot about going under center more but I think someone one of my uh, colleagues did the 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 math on this I think they only went under center seven times and out of like 75 plays so uh didn't really didn't really pan out as much as they were talking about in the offseason I think more the biggest thing schematically is is getting the run game more involved because they have rarely handed it off to running backs and during Bronco Mendenhall's time um, you know, hence, you know, only having one running back since 2018 go over a hundred yards. Um, and I think the other, the other thing is, you know, trying just to get a little bit less. I mean, they threw the ball 60 times less last couple of years. And you mentioned the trick plays. Um, yeah, I, I was watching back the Illinois UVA tape from last year. And I remember Dontavian Wicks, their all ACC receiver threw like a reverse pass down to Brennan Armstrong down the field. I don't think we're going to see that on Saturday. So Illinois coaches don't need to like dig up that film and watch that playback. Um, but also last year, I think even at the Illinois game, they played three or four different quarterbacks during that game. Don't have to worry about that as much anymore either. Uh, it's a little bit more straightforward. A lot of what uh, Tony Elliott did at Clemson. So uh, Preston, once again, thanks so much for your time. Really, Absolutely. really appreciate you and we want to talk about it. So, if Virginia wins on Saturday, um, you know, what would probably be the most likely reason for it? Or what would be the headline of a Virginia win on Saturday? Mm, headline on a Virginia win on Saturday. I, I mean, that could go a couple different ways. You know, maybe I think Chase Brown last year only had 40 yards against UVA. If he somehow had less than 100 yards, I think that's a pretty good start for the UVA defense. Uh, and then – uh, on the offensive side of the ball, it, this is an interesting stat. Since Tony Elliott's been an offensive coordinator at Clemson, uh, every game that he's called plays or you know been offensive coordinator or head coach for, that his team has had 200 yards rushing and 200 yards passing, they're 39 and 0. So if UVA does that again, like they did in the opener, you know that's probably going to be the the recipes for success. Definitely, definitely. Hopefully, you know Chase Brown has a good game. Um, he has a lot on his shoulders. <laughs> he's carrying the ball like 36 times the last game. Um, I like so, it, yeah. Yeah, he's got a lot on his shoulders. But thanks a lot, Preston. Um, just wanted to see if you yeah, had a score I prediction. Had... Ooh, a score prediction. And I got a question for y'all, too. Awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I'll, let me ask my question first, and then I'll give you the score prediction. Sounds good. I'm going to, I'm going to Champagne for the first time this weekend. Give me oh, some good restaurants, some good eats. Oh, boy. Oh, do I got you. Okay, so <laughs> – Couple places, um, particular, and Brendan. I don't know. If, I remember you went to Champagne too, so feel free to let Preston know too. But um, in terms of if you like barbecue, um, there's a place called Black Dog, which yep. is absolutely amazing. Um, it's a little bit off campus, but it's definitely well worth like a like a five it's minute drive it. away from campus. Yep, um, not too crazy priced either. Um, there's a couple really good sushi places on campus. Um, a place called Sakinai is really good. Um, so those two are definitely ones that stick out. Um, trying to think of some of Brendan, I'm trying to think of some of like the, 
like burger places that that are really good. Well, my favorite was always the mega with cheese at Burfee's. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That that just you hit get the spot. A burger there, right on campus. Was that uh, what Six and Green? Yeah, Six and Green. Green Street has a ton of things. You you won't be disappointed. And then before you head home, make sure to stop by a Jar Lane's um, for some ice cream. It's it's, it's oh, amazing. Awesome. But see, this so, is what why this is why I came. <laughs> Y'all yeah, can't exactly. talk about football. <laughs> I can't talk about food. <laughs> the goodies. No, but there's definitely plenty of great places. Um, UVA has a beautiful campus, by the way. So I'm sure you know you'll love um, Illinois vibe. It's pretty similar, you know, in terms of a lot of like old style buildings and stuff like that. But if you if you need any further recs, just DM us. We'll we'll let you know. Oh, that's perfect. All right, I'm going uh, 31-21 UVA on oh. uh, on Saturday. I, I'm sorry to burst y'all's bubble. I think I think they have enough firepower on offense to get this done. Yeah. Hey, okay, listen, know. they our bubbles were bursted last week, so you're not, uh, <laughs> not bursting it. Yeah. I'm, yeah. No. I'm gonna say y'all. I came here for a retreat from. Uh, from Premier League talk, and y'all were talking about it at the beginning. I'm a Chelsea fan, and they just we just sacked our manager today, and I was trying to get away yeah. from all that. Why did, <laughs> so sorry. You, were you were you on board with that? I was so confused. Chelsea, so since being a Chelsea fan, I think this is like ten years now. I've started rooting for them. I, I expect to be shocked in the morning when I wake up, and you know they're what four or five hours ahead of us, and I wake up and see what the news is. I mean, I love Tuchel. He was great. <laughs> but, I, you know, in Chelsea we trust. Yeah, I mean, it just seems, it seems a little short-sighted, um, yeah. I know, with, like, the American management. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a results-driven league. Yeah. So, it seems like it's we're going to get the, the Brighton guy. So yeah, I heard about that. a pretty that. good start. So, but I, f- I feel like you guys have changed coaches or changed managers, like, every year and a half or so. So uh, hopefully I, you guys want to stay. I think we've had more managers in the last 10 years than years that I've been a fan. So you're probably right. <laughs> it's, it's like the Chicago Bears and, and a quarterback, to be honest, speaking of NFL. <laughs> there but, you go. Um, no, thanks, Preston. Really appreciate yeah, your time. Enjoy your time in Champagne, man. Will do. All right. Thanks, well, man. thank you all for uh, tuning in to the Armchair Alumni Podcast Twitter Space Edition. Once again, thanks to Preston for dropping on here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking us out. And, uh, taking time out of your Wednesday evening when you could be doing a lot of other things to hang out with us. So uh, we'll try to do some sort of live stream or live something on Saturday around the game um, if you all are up for it, and uh, that'll be a ton of fun. So once again, thank you all, and uh, we'll talk to you after the game or during the game on Saturday. Peace out. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. The Armchair Illini Podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best online ticketing site you can find. Why? Well, because it pulls from every other available ticketing site to give you the best price possible. There's no need anymore to check out 10 different ticketing sites to find the deal you're looking for. SeatGeek basically does all of that for you. Not only that, but SeatGeek has a value system sorted by color to let you know if you are actually getting a good deal on your tickets or not. You can sort by best value, lowest price, and more. Now here's the best part. If you use code ARMCHAIRILLINOIS, all one word, you can get $20 off your first order. So what are you waiting for? Attend your next unforgettable sporting event or concert by checking out SeatGeek today. Again, use promo code ARMCHAIRILLINOIS, all one word, and get $20 off your first order.